initiating startup sequence. You are now plugged in. Hey guys, and thank you for tuning in. This is episode 224 of the Plug and Play podcast. I'm your host, Zach, back after two weeks. Alongside me, as always, is Tim. Welcome back, minions. First half, Tasty Treats is brought to us by Tim from Fremont Brewing. It is the Rusty Nail 2018 Bourbon Barrel Aged Imperial Stout with licorice and cinnamon bark. Um, Rusty Nail began life as a the, as the first nail, an oatmeal stout of epic proportions with brewer's licorice, smoked barley, and pale malt, and then aged on cinnamon bark. She became the rusty nail after spending 15 months in a 12-month-old bourbon barrel. 12-year. Oh, 12-year, not 12-month. Um, bourbon barrel. The rusty nail pounds your palate, challenges wait, your pers- Wait, wait. Pounds your palate? Pounds your palate. That's like what we were talking about earlier. Yep. Um, and challenges your perception of what you've known as a beer. Down and dirty, two-row pale. I'm not going to read all those. 14.5. There's a lot of crap going into this, though. Yes, there is. Magnums and condoms and gold hops. got to do that to pound your palate. So, Um, ABV is 14.5. You didn't say that. You just said 14.5. Yeah, ABV, 14.5. That's a strong beer. And 40 IBU. Mm -hmm. It's a deep ruby black. I would just say it's black. It's almost almost like the Abyss. It's motor oil. It's not as, as viscous, but it's as dark. So we're supposed to be getting it from the aroma, a bourbon, which I do get, cinnamon, vanilla, dark fruit, and coffee. Mm. Licorice, bourbon, and cocoa, slightly smoky on the flavor. So we are um, enjoying this glass chilled. After the break, we will enjoy a second smaller glass that is currently um, warming up a little bit downstairs on your marble countertop. Yep. So we'll um, get maybe two slightly different experiences. Exactly. I do want to point out the awards on this just because this is a very specialty beer. I will say that this beer does not leave Fremont in kegs. And there's a local place that happened to snag one keg, the very first keg ever to leave Fremont of this. Um, and there are the 2018 Festival Barrel Aged Beer Specialty Strong Porter Silver Award. 2016 Rate Beer Top Beer in Washington, 2016 Craft Beer and Brewing Magazine Top 16 Beers for 2016, and it was the editor's pick. So, it's definitely a tasty treat. It is. Um, Tim, you want to cheers, sort of? Yep. Now that you almost finished yours, it's really good. It's very good. Mm. All right, you want to talk about what we've been up to in the previous two weeks? Um. Kind of some high points. Uh, I'll go from I'll go backwards. Okay. Last night, um, I finally got to check out a place that I've talked to you about, and I might have mentioned on the show. I can't remember. Mm-hmm. It's called the Infirmary. It's um, that's where they cold keep cold dead bodies. Kind of. I mean, there's a, a there's a place where there's lots of cool ice cubes. I mean, it's probably big enough for one body. Um, so the Infirmary is a whiskey bar. It's attached to Shanahan's, one of my favorite um, Irish pubs in downtown Vancouver. And it shares a patio with uh, that bar. Um, so the same owners. So there's a patio in between them. Um, you can grab a whiskey uh, from the infirmary and go to the patio and have your cigar. Nice. Um, they had a pretty good selection there. Um, I tried a couple new um, whiskeys I'd never had before. They had some of the ones that you really like. Um, 
the, the Pappy or whatever. They had Pappy Van Winkle there? Yeah. For like 600 bucks a freaking poor? Probably. Yeah. God um, damn. So. Oh, hot damn. Pappy Van Winkle, 15 year. Oh, that'd be good. I wonder what year it was bottled in. I don't know. We'll have to figure this out. They have Pappy Van Winkle cigars too. What? Yeah. All right. We might have to go there and have to get a cigar. So the one I tried. I'm not even a cigar guy. The one I tried that I really liked a lot. Um, the cigars? No, I have, oh. no, whiskey. Oh. So it was actually a rye. Um, the Angels um, Envy Rye. It was a cool bottle. Um, it had like uh, angel wings on the back, sort of like, like a back tattoo. Oh, that's cool. And what was cool about this is it had such a like sweet, caramely nose. Like hmm. it smelled like, it, if you have a sweet tooth, like this is a great whiskey. Okay. Um, I really enjoyed that. It was a $15 shot, um, but it was totally worth it to me. And then the second one, I'm having trouble. I'm looking at their list right now because I wanted to mention it. Um, yeah, I'm not sure what I had second. And then I had their house, uh, um, old fashioned made with uh, Eagles Rare, and it was a decent old fashioned. Okay. Maybe not my favorite in town, but it was um, very good. Hmm. Uh, but that was a good time. Um, we actually went to Shanahan's first. They don't first. tell you what the hell the Pappy Van Winkle is on their website. You bastards. Of course not. Um, they tell it, you everything else. Well, it might vary a little bit, honestly. Oh, those bastards. Um, but they got all sorts of great stuff. You know what, though? I'll bet you, because is the infirmary, is this kind of like a smaller, like, more of like a local place? It's, yeah, absolutely. It, it's not like, it's not like the go-to like this is just kind of like an add-on to like shanahan's it is but it's its own separate place and it's decent like it's no i get that but what i'm saying is like there's a there are some small like hometown whiskey shops that will get this and they'll sell it at like normal prices like 40 dollars or something i honestly have no idea how they price that stuff mm, fuck I'm sure we could go and ask and then order something else cheaper <laughs> yep exactly uh, like six hundred dollars all right we're gonna roll on black i guess so I think I might have had, um, so he offered me Larceny and I, I tasted that and it was like too sharp for me. Larceny's so good. I, the nose, it, after having that sweet caramel. Yeah. I love Larceny though. So okay. It just, it's um, just more of like a rock gut, like old style. I think I had the Weller Spessor Reserve instead after that, hmm. but I'm not a hundred percent sure. Um, I know he I let tr- you taste it and then give you something else. Yeah. He gave me a good sip of each, like a good, decent, you know. Wow. Enough what to have the a sip. Fuck? Yeah, he was really cool. Um, really great bartender. Or, yeah, I guess I'd be a bartender still. Yeah. Whiskey um, tender. Yeah, he was great. He's joking. And, yeah, let me look at the the bottle for the Angels Red. Angels, That's cool. whatever it was. Angels, uh, whatever it was. <laughs> I can't find it now. Um, It's a right. Angels Envy. Yeah, I definitely recommend Angels Envy if that kind of taste profile appeals to you. So, okay. Anyway, enough about whiskey. Um, Disneyland. I had a week off from work, and I took the family to Disneyland, and it was awesome. Um, we haven't been for probably six or seven years. Uh, my son doesn't remember when he was Your there. Your son was so tiny. He was literally still in diapers, so he doesn't remember. He was shitting his pants in Disneyland. That's what you Just do. like Harry Potter. Well, he almost did again when we uh, took his first uh, real roller coaster ride. He's never been on a, like what I'd consider a real roller coaster. So what did you take him on? Uh, it used to be called California Screaming. Now it's uh, been rebranded, and it's... Um, the Incredible Coaster, or Credit Coaster. So is this like Splash Mountain almost? No, no, it's like a traditional roller coaster with the dips and the, there's one loop-de-loop. Oh, no thanks, I can't do that shit. It was. So I, I was mean, really... 
I could do it. I feel bad for the guy behind me, and I'll make sure that's you. My daughter had to take Dramamine. Really? But once she did, she was okay. The Guardians of the Galaxy ride was really cool, too. So is that that's the old Tower of Terror? Yes. Just, like, drops? Can you do that? I don't know. I've never done it before. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. Uh, Rocket the raccoon is, like, escaped, and, like, you're at the... You've seen the movies, right? Yeah, yeah. So there's a collector in that uh-huh. that collects all sorts of things, and he somehow captured um, the Guardians, and he's got them locked up in a in cages, and so you are like tourists visiting the collector, he's displaying them. Oh, that's cool. And Rocket escapes, and like he, he uses, like as tourists, you have access to this area with your hands, and so you all get in the ride, which is supposed to be like an elevator, and then... Are you he, standing, sitting? Sitting. Oh, okay. God, yeah. Jeez. Just making sure. <laughs> It'd be so bad if you were standing. Um, Like, your butt like leaves this the chair when you're dropping oh shit okay. yeah like we would all be on the ceiling of this ride if we were standing without a seatbelt gotcha so the ride i was surprised i did not really care for was the new star tours the hell is that um star tours is was oh, is that the old star wars one yeah um, you, but like it's... fly through space and like yes. c-3po and shit are talking to you yes this time c-3po is flying it um before he was just like outside yeah um, but he's, you know, supposedly going in to talk to the, the nav computer or whatever. And then they launch the ship with him still in the pilot seat. So he's the pilot. Oh, great. Hilarity ensues. The things I didn't like about the ride was it was super fast cuts. Like, they had you, like, hyperspacing across the galaxy just so you could see, like, three of the different planets from the new movies. Huh. And it was just too, too, I mean, too they, much. they crammed way too much action in it. I felt like I was on Red Island or something. Um, and also this is like nerdy, but the hyperspace pissed me off. Like you would literally hyperspace into a planet's atmosphere. I'm pretty sure that's not how it worked. You also at one point hyperspace directly through a fleet of starships. And I think that if you did that in the, you know, in their world, you would destroy yourself like phasing through a solid object like that. I don't know. Weird. It, the hyperspace part really bothered me. Also, you spout laser cannons and you shoot TIE fighters. And you're supposed to be like a shuttle and that's stupid. So That's dumb. I just, I can suspend disbelief a little bit, but it was just like, okay, really? Okay, but I did get to check out the future Star. They're building it right now, the new Star Wars land. I can't remember the name of it. Um, but they had like a model of it. and Of what it's going to look like? Yeah, it kind of looks like the Mos Eisley Cantina from the first movie. Okay. Um, and I think there's going to actually be a bar in it. That'll be cool. So it'd be cool to get your blue drink on. There's currently no places in Disney proper that you can drink unless you're a member of the Secret 33 Club. I think there's a couple of them, but yeah. No, you have to be part of that club. No, I think there's a couple different clubs that have different places. Maybe, but you have to be a member. And yeah. That, that's, normal people can't get a drink in Disney proper. You can in Hotel California, and I did. Had some beers, um, had a margarita. But that's outside of the actual park. That's like the outskirts of it, right? No, that's there's, there's Disneyland, and there's I think it's called... California Adventure, which is a separate park. It still has a lot of Disney stuff like Pixar. That's where that roller coaster ride I was talking about is. Okay. And that's where Guardians of the Galaxy is also, actually. Oh, okay. So you'll see some Marvel stuff. The, uh, the new Cars Land is there. And that was fun. Um, so that's not part of your Disney Pass? Yes, it is. Oh. You get passes to both. They're right next to each other. And then the thing you're probably thinking about, the downtown Disney, is sort of in between. Mm. And that's just like a long boulevard of Never shops. been to Disneyland, so I, I don't know. I'm just like, talking off a of Disney World experience. I like Disneyland better than Disney World. Disney World is too f- spread out. Like it's also a lot bigger. It it is, and I don't like it. I I just like it because of, also it's in Florida. 
Yeah, that's the reason why I like it. Dude. Nice beaches. I don't like Lots Florida. of people that kill people. Dude, have you have you ever driven in Florida? Oh, yeah. It's like taking your life in your own hands. Fuck yeah, it's awesome. Do you get behind the wheel and you don't know what's going to happen. No, you literally don't. I know. Yeah. I just drove there last summer. I would never drive there with my own car. Like, rent, right. rental car with all of the insurance. Yeah. Yeah, zombie insurance? Yeah, give me that rider. Well, yeah, you never know when a dead guy's not going to get the or, call that he's supposed to get. Or the guys that, like, on bath salts that won't eat your face just like a zombie. Well, that's true, too. Bad things happen in Florida, dude. Yeah, I know. It's perfect. Um, So, it was a great trip. It was really cool to have the whole family all together for, like, four and a half, five days. That's cool. That's something that doesn't happen anymore with our schedules. That was really nice. Um, the other thing that was really nice is our hotel. Um, you didn't send me any photos of this. Oh, it's not so much a photo thing. You'd, we'd wake up, and if you got there before 9, you could go to the hot buffet. You could just grab some, like, eggs and sausage and, like, a muffin if you wanted. like. But, you know, at least some, some hot options. Or you could go in the middle, and there's a guy, like, making omelets to order. That was awesome. Huh. So, I know you don't care about breakfast, but I like to start with a big meal. Um, just kind of keeps you going. And that was awesome. Um, the other cool thing they offer is from 5.30 to 7.30. Free drinks? Yeah. Rub- was this a Hotel Marriott? No, it's Embassy Suites. Oh, yeah, okay. So it gave us an incentive to take a break, and that's actually a really good thing to do instead of going from like 8 in the morning till 11 at night. Or midnight, yeah. Or yeah, you close. just like kill yourself and you're not having fun anymore. Do so. they do the uh, like uh, the Epcot like world floating over water with fireworks show every night? Um, There's a fireworks show. It's not like the Epcot one. Okay. Um. People were complaining about how short it was, but for how short it was, they like put up some cool stuff. I liked it. It was like it's also super fucking expensive to do fireworks yeah, every is. night. But they did really good fireworks. Like you could tell. Like, I mean, their fireworks I haven't seen the likes of anywhere else. Yeah. Um. So it was a short show, but it was great, and we got to see Fantasmic one night, which I don't know if you know what that is. Mm-hmm. It's a multimedia experience. Um. They use jets of water, and they like project. Uh, like cartoons on that water. Oh, that's what they do at Epcot every night. And there's pyrotechnics. Yeah, and it's like Mickey's a, Mickey's dream. Um. Well, yeah, that, and then they also do like uh at well, I don't know about at Disney like the Magic Kingdom. They do like the fireworks over the castle at Epcot. They have huge lake area, and basically like all the countries are based around this lake. Yeah. And so at midnight or eleven o'clock or whatever time it is. They slowly like have like a rotating globe that's like an illumination that rotates around all the way out to the center. And yeah, they play like other things, like project other things out onto the water and stuff for you to watch. And then when it gets to the middle, it like tells you that you're like you're all one or some shit like that. And then fireworks, boom, 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 boom. so it's ending to Tetris, basically. What? The new Tetris game. That's like the whole theme of the game. Oh, that you're all one. Yeah. Oh, that's cute. That's what all the trance music kind of builds up to. Okay, that's good. Um, so yeah, that was Disney. Um, I have one more thing to say about it in the tech talk later. But oh, okay. I'll move on here about your week. Did you get? Did you get a wristband? No wristbands. We got. Um, what a chip. Why would I want a wristband? You didn't get an awesome magnet like. No. You just swipe it at everywhere and it pays for everything. Uh, we had an app, which I, that's what I'm gonna talk about for tech talk. Oh, okay. Um. And also, we had paper cards, I guess. Oh, yeah. We no did. wristbands. Oh, yeah. We had wristbands, and they could track, like, what parks you're supposed to be in and stuff. You could swipe in and out. Hmm. It was really cool. Um. Anyways, 
So I have been powering through the TV show Grimm. Have you seen that? Yes, all the way through. So is was that filmed in Portland? Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. I wasn't yes, sure. Very much so. Because some of the places, I'm like, oh yeah, it's Portland. No, then, it is. Like some of them, I'm like, I've much... legitimately never fucking seen that in my life. So a, a a large part of it was filmed in Portland. I don't know if all of it was, but okay. a lot of it was for sure. Um, so we will like season two or something like that. Now probably. I think there's five seasons. Does that sound right? Five or six, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, just working on some. So for those who haven't seen the show, like, what's it about? So there's this uh, Portland Police Bureau detective that uh, his parents died when he was a kid, and his aunt raised him. And in the very beginning of the show, his aunt shows up and dies. But, like, through the first, like, two or three episodes, like, people's faces change, kind of. They kind of contort. Some of them look like they're dead. Some of them look like they're, like, animals, like maybe a mouse or maybe, like, a wolf. Um, You don't really know what's going on with that until, like, the second-ish episode, more the third. Um, And you find out when his aunt dies that he's this thing called the Grimm. Which uh, basically is he can see all these different like what do you call them like polymorphs or something almost like they're kind, half kind of human like, kind of like werewolves but they could be uh, all, all different kind of species yeah exactly um, and different backgrounds too because some of them are from like the underworld demons um, and yeah you'll meet some really cool ones in later seasons with mm-hmm. really interesting powers hm, okay. Um, so, yeah, there's this, like, whole, like, subculture. Volging or something? Yeah, Volging. When, uh, their face changes, and, like, most normal people can't see them. But sometimes they can Volg out, and then everybody can see them. If they really lose control, yeah. Yeah. Um, or if something bad happens to you, I just learned, Mm. then you're permanently Volged out, and you're fucked. Yeah. Um, so he has to cope with... Being this grim, his whole entire task as a grim is to behead these things. Um, He's kind of like the Slayer in Buffy the Vampire Slayer, but for these things. Yeah, okay. I've never seen Buffy the Vampire Slayer, but yeah, all right. Um, and he becomes best friends, spoiler alert, with one of them. Um, and he's It a happens detective. super early. Yeah, it's like four or five episodes in. You meet this guy and he becomes best friends. Um, and for he's some like dumb typ- reason. He's a typical Portland hipster. It's hilarious. Yeah. He like remakes clocks for a hobby, and he's got a Volkswagen Bug, and yeah, like he pretty much almost puts a bird on everything. Like he is so Portland hipster. Yep, it's kind of painful. Yeah, a little bit. Um, but it, it's a really good show. Um, it's really well scripted, very entertaining. Um, and yeah, so that that's the basic premises of Grimm. The only issue I'm having so far is like nobody besides his buddy knows that he's a, like has his power. And, like, stupid shit keeps happening to his fiance or his partner at the police bureau. And I'm like, this is fucking dumb. Fucking tell him, you son of a bitch. But then he's not telling That me. goes on for an uncomfortable while. Does it? Yeah. It's fucking annoying. Uh, there, There's some annoying things. There's more than that, too. Uh, yeah, well, we kind of give up on Supernatural after a while, so. I mean, they just kind of do the same thing over and over after a certain point. Yep. Um, and then working on Podcast Junkie quite a bit, getting more episodes wrote, um, until I did that a lot. Um, had a couple guys nights in there. Um. What are you guys doing these days? Um, 
we played some Diablo three like two weeks ago, mm-hmm. right after our last recording, um, and then last week it was just all magic. Cool. So, um, and then I've gone to two Portland Trailblazer games since then. So that was fun. So who they play and who won? Uh, we won both times, and it was against the Charlotte Hornets and the Chicago Bulls. Oh wow, cool. So, yeah, it was a lot of fun and good seats. So, um, you want to talk some news? Let's do some news. All right. In the news segment, ladies and gentlemen, let me just, uh, oh, I guess I got to tap that mute. I'm not going to mute it. Um, we all know I've been playing the hell out of Red Dead Redemption 2. Um, but there is a thing called the Pinkertons, which are a real life detective agency um, and like almost national detectives. Um, and they started around, I think. Like the Wild West days, like yeah. post Civil War, like pre Civil War, sort of like in the almost, Civil War, almost like a private, um, like a po- bounty hunter, almost sort of a police force, kind of like a ranger, I guess. Yeah, kind of, but a private. Yeah, but they like went. They had no bounds. They went anywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, and the Red Dead Redemption Two has portrayed them in a certain light in the game, which I believe is not in a bad light. It's a bad thing for your character because your character is on the wrong side of the law. Um, But I don't think they've spun them in a wrong, bad direction for the time and era. But they are... uh, They're underneath the heat now. Um, Or Red Dead Redemption 2's Rockstar Games is underneath heat in Take 2. Because the real-life Pinkertons are taking up action against Rockstar Games. Um... For its part, Take-Two is claiming fair use with respect to the Pinkerton name. Court documents revealed by The Blast reveal the Pinkerton Consulting and Investigations, the real detective agency founded in 1850, has issued a cease and desist letter to Rockstar Games and Take-Two Interactive in December. Um, Had a clear affection for Pinkertons by using the name in Red Dead Redemption 2. Um, I'm trying to see if there's any other major quotes. In here, I mean, it's part of it's historical accuracy. It's like saying you can't use a railroad name, or I don't know. Yeah, um, Rockstar fired back with the uh, fair or the fair use and the inclusion of Pinkertons in Red Dead, Red Dead Redemption Two story is neither excessive nor exceptional. Take two argues. Um, so, yeah, you know, Rockstar. They really just like the Lindsay Lohan effect. Yeah, but I mean, this is like legitimately they use their name. I guess maybe you should have consulted, but, it, but no, it's also I don't like think so. It's historical accuracy. I think it is fair use. I think it is fair use as well. So, anyways, um, that's what I got. You want to do another one, or you want me to jump, or what? Um, yeah, if you can do the next one, I'll grab the next one after all that. Right. So, as you guys all know, we have a segment called Kick It, um, and that's based around Kickstarters and Kickstarter in 2018. Um, has released some of the uh, trends on their platform. And in 2018, video video games as a crowdfunding source have declined while tabletop games have dominated. So, uh, the tabletop gaming community uh, had their meteoric rise on Kickstarter in 2018. Um... 
to push the game's category to an all-time high of over 200 million. Data provided by Polygon by the crowdfunding platform shows that nearly that shows a nearly 20% increase in funds raised by successful tabletop projects over the previous years. Um, in total, the gaming tabletop category, which included board games, hobby miniature games, card games, and tabletop role-playing games, was up $27.23 million, a 19.8% increase compared to 2017. Um, and the video game category declined $1.4 million, or 8% compared to 2017. It does kind of seem like I've seen more and more board games. And less, I've seen a lot of board games recently. Less less big games, let's say. I see, still see a lot of... Yeah. God, if I see one more indie side-scrolling platformer <laughs> hey tim what? i got an idea for a video game yeah so what if uh-huh. we scrolled up and down instead of left the right you mean like down well but you're going up well up well okay yeah we'll call it uphill there you go don't want to be sued yeah i'm gonna sneeze sweet i'm not gonna sneeze i'm gonna tell you the next story instead all right Bungie parts ways with Activision to self-publish Destiny. This is kind of big. I mean, they sold 50 million copies of Destiny and Destiny Destiny 2, including expansions. Um, so it's weird that Activision, who, you know... Xfinity Mobile is turning wireless on its head. Uh, thanks, Xfinity Mobile. Yeah. Um, it's, I don't, there's got to be some crazy things going on behind the scene. Like, why is Activision letting go of this? So I think Activision got a new CFO, um, and Bun or Destiny Two is definitely way over budget and just sucking money. Um, I heard something too about a payout to one of the executives. I I don't know. I don't know. There's some shady things going on at night. Um, Hey, it's nighttime. Let's do some shady shit. Well, it's just weird. They're talking millions and millions of dollars, and it seems to be successful. Like not everybody's super happy with Destiny, but it's it's clearly selling and making money unless they their budgets are insane for this game. I think it might be insane for this game. But still, they've sold so many copies. Yeah. Like, I had a copy of Destiny 2 at one point. Now, granted, it was free from Best Buy inexplicably. That's, that's the thing. <laughs> so a lot just, of free fucking copies. So they're just inflating these numbers? Like, Yeah, they could be. Yeah, I mean, I literally ordered something completely different, didn't add it to my cart, and Destiny 2 like showed up free. It was weird. <laughs> Did you sell Destiny 2? I did. I made $10 off of it. Nice. Yes. Thank you, Facebook Marketplace. Nice. Um. So, yeah, that's just strange. I don't know what to make of that, but I'm sure money is involved in, in some kind of nefarious way. It's very odd. So, tell me what's coming to mobile. All right. Tim, were you ever in the this, like pets that were online? Is that sort of like Tamagotchi? Sort of. So, but you no. could battle and raise them. So, more like Pokemon. Kind of, but you could also paint them. What kind of pet wants to be painted? I mean, Neopets, duh. Okay. Um, So I, I honestly never really got into this shit when I was a kid. I had a lot of friends that had computers because mm-hmm. you had to do it on the computer. There's no other way to do it. So um, like... You had to log in, create a free account. Sure. And you got to pick a pet of the day from the adoption center. All right. I do remember that. You check the adoption center because people would just like randomly like get their accounts like deactivated and all their pets would go to the adoption center and be like, I've been waiting for this dragon to show up forever. 
Ah, the fucking dumb fucking Billy got his goddamn count deactivated. His fucking dragon's in the adoption center. So you run down and you adopt a dragon. Okay. Um, you could like feed him. You could like think you could like do certain things to like unlock like uh like different paint skins, or you could like paint on them yourself in like an art mode. Um, you could interact with them like play like fetch or uh, battle them, or you could even I think there's like beauty contests. Um bunch of weird shit it was all community based okay um yeah i don't i don't really recall this but so it's going to be uh there was a game announced last year that was neopets branded legends and letters okay came out to mobile last year um and it turned out to be a puzzle game oh that's stupid yeah so, so this is gonna be an actual Neopets mobile this game. This is actually gonna be a full blown Neopets. That seems like a natural match for the mobile market. It really does. So get the ultimate childhood and nostalgia ready. As for Neopets Legends Letter, it'll be available for download and play in January seventeenth. I wonder if you have to be like in physical proximity to battle people, or if it's just all online. Or I don't know. Because you could so have kind of a po- you could sort of have a Pokemon Go effect if you had to be like next to each other. Very true. So it's gonna be a game mixed with the Neopets lore. A puzzle game mechanic and Neopets battles. lore. <laughs> and of course, some Scrabble-like word games. That, that deep Neopets lore. That, that, that cracks me that, up. I'm going to Google some Neopets lore real quick for okay, us. Okay, you do that. Why don't you do the I'll next, do the next story. Um, it's a new month. There's new games for PlayStation Plus. We got Portal Knights. We got Zone of the Enders HD Collection for PlayStation 3. Amplitude also for PlayStation 3. But I think that I unlocked the PlayStation 4 version when I downloaded it, which is awesome. Wow. Because I've wanted to play Amplitude now for... Probably oh my seven God, years. There's books. Um, the last two are uh, Fallen Legion, Flames of Rebellion, and Super Mutant Alien Soul for Vita. But I skipped the very first one because this is one that I kind of think you would like. Which one? It's called Steep. Oh, that's the snowboarding one. Yes. And that's for free. Yes. But you have to have PlayStation Plus. Yes. God damn. You have to continue to pay for PlayStation Plus. Yes. God damn it. But every Christmas it goes on sale for like 40 bucks, so I buy a couple more years. So I've got PlayStation Plus for... You should check out Steep. We played the other one called... Uh... What is that one called? The snow one? Is it just snow? snow. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm going to check it out. And if I think you'd like it, I'll have you come over and check it out. Yeah, that'd be fun. I don't know if that's on PC. I'm assuming it is. Uh, yeah, it, it is. looks like it yeah, would yeah. be. It is. Um, it, it reminded me of snow a lot, but yeah, snowboards. So um, I thought you... And then Portal Lights, you've both played that. So I've got a, I'm yet another platform now. Sweet. For me to ignore. Yes. Um, so yeah, that's it for my... Did you find the Neopets lore? Oh, yeah. Tell me a story of Neopets, Zach. All right, give me one second. I'm going to name off some names here really quick. I don't so, care about uh, names. I want like history. Some, like, some of the starting Neopets, the Neopets you can pick from Neopet is... Cataclysm. Nimmo. Nimmo. Scorchio. Jub-Jub. Okay, these sound like knockoff Graral, Pokemon. Scythe. Corbat, which is definitely a knockoff. Lenny. Walkie and Bruce. Um, all right. This is all about the lore of the website. Oh, love history, love the web. Hold on, hold on. Have small. This is the worst lore ever, Zach. God damn it. It's all about the fucking, they're making goddamn fucking mobile game now. Yeah. Lore, okay, Neopets. I'm, I'm so over this. All right, no, fuck you. No. All right, 
open the book of ages and find a thorough source of all the neopanian lore the book of ages is jelly neo's version of a neopian encyclopedian from okay. character biographies to historical museum exhibits take a leisurely browse through our pages all right guys so we're gonna click on six neo oh we need to view more hey do you hear that I'm, I'm viewing more That's chapters. literally everyone clicking stop on this podcast no, right now. No, yes. Here, no. listen. We're going to listen to the lore of William Jub-Jub. Click. William died a long time ago. William Jub-Jub? Yeah, William Jub-Jub. He's a male. Click. His species is an unknown, and he's from unknown. Click. You're really giving us a lot of benefit of doubt for our, our listener count. Um, William died a long time ago, and the brain tree sometimes Rip likes to jub, check jub. out his... Sometimes likes to check his records regarding when and where the death occurred. The date and location at which William died are randomly generated during quests. Braintree quests. Okay, I'm so not into the lore of Neopets. It's like okay, the worst on. lore ever. Jub jub. Korga is a friend of Starry Sam Gimli. Together they decide to visit like Gimli Braintree. The dwarf from Lord of the Rings. Yep, exactly. In the haunted woods and learn from him. Unfortunately. They did so at Halloween and got caught in the woods after dark. Ghosts, ghouls, and lost fairies attempted to drain their life in the hopes of escaping the woods, but the brain tree helped them escape. Some of Benny's quotes are, Guys, it's getting late. We don't want to be stuck in the haunted woods when it gets dark. Or his other famous quote, But how will we get out and escape the ghouls and ghosts? So, like, where does this lore come from? Was it like a Neopet, like, cartoon? Because it sounds like the game was no. just, like, raising and then battling. It's not like, it's not like quest kind of game. Like, this whole game world is kind of weird to me. Like, I'm not going to lie. I don't know. Okay. Well, I'm glad Jub Jub is dead because he sounds like a real asshole. Neopet. Hey, you know what? We should do some tech talk. Hold on. No, I'm over this. The website was launched by Adam Powell and Donna Williams in 1999, two years later. A consortium of investors led by Doug Dongring bought controlling investment. Doug Dongring? Viacom bought Neopets. Is his last name literally Cockring? Yeah, basically. Dongring? Doring. Oh, Doring. So he's a donut. Yep. Okay. Viacom paid $160 million for it. Worst lord ever. Every couple of years, your accounts get deleted. Son of a bitch! I delete all of them right now. There's your lore. I deleted your lore. No, it's cross-platform web play. Okay, for the love of God, we do Tech Talk now. 1999. Tech Talk. Single and multiplayer. Tech Talk. I don't care about Neopets now. Very pretty animals. I want to delete all of their accounts. I like Neopets. So... From talking about an app that I really don't care about, to talk about another app that I do care about. Okay. It's called. Fast I'm so glad you're on the Neopets thing now. FastPass Plus. It's a relatively new service. Uh, wasn't available. Well, I mean, smartphones were barely available last time it was Disney. Um, you pay $15 a person to access it, um, but this app lets you um, look around the park on the virtual map. And you can see, like, the wait times on every ride. And you can click on them. And you can get a fast pass as long as you're inside the park to any of those rides. And every hour and a half, you can get another fast pass. And this lets you save so much time. 
Like if you go to a, a typical ride um, and go to the standby line, the normal big line, mm-hmm. you'll be waiting anywhere from 40 to 80 minutes um, just in line. If you get a fast pass, it's just the amount of time it takes to walk through the line, which is basically empty. Yeah. Um, we saw so many more rides this way. So it was expensive, um, but it was worth the 60 bucks. Um, the other cool thing is if you pay this, every time you see a staff photographer, usually in front of like some kind of scenery or a big ride or something. They'll take a photo of you and charge yeah. you up the ass to get something. Yes, but if you've paid for that app that day, that photo is free. Or what? Not free, really, but paid for. You pay for, for that pass? How much is the pass? I told you, $15 a day per person. Oh, okay. So for us, it was $60 a day. We did it half of the days we were there. It's two days. And so every time we did it, we went to like try to get all the pictures. Basically. Yeah, yeah. It also works for like if a, a ride takes a picture of you during a scary part or whatever to That's get your cool. reaction. yeah. Those pictures are also included. So we got a fair amount of family pictures. That's really cool because those pictures by themselves are very expensive. They really are. What, at 10 bucks a piece? Yeah. Um, so that paid for it yeah, yeah. pretty quickly. Well, it does because you don't want to be, you don't want to glued to your phone taking family photos and then like leaving like a, a kid out or a wife or a husband out of a photo. You're asking so a stranger cool. to take a picture of you all. and Hey, hey, take a picture of me, please. Is this a Google Pixel 2? Yeah. Oh, thanks, bye. Thanks, bye. See ya. <laughs> Fuck you. So, yeah, two days we didn't use it, you know, just save money. But um, we totally got our money's worth out of it as much as it was on the two days we did use it. So, I would recommend it. Also, I'm my I, since we only had it on one phone, my wife, I'm not sure if exactly this is the same app, but mobile ordering is awesome. Like, we would, like, say, okay, we want... Um, did you get a turkey leg while you are there? No, I don't like turkey legs. Fuck you. Whatever, you can have mine next time. God damn. I don't like I them. I would have had you bring me one at home if I would have known you are going to have this fucking answer. They're stringy. They're, mm, they're so good. I don't like them. Oh, thank God. You can have mine. Um, we had, Did your kids have a turkey leg while they were there? No, nobody had a turkey the leg. fuck? We had tons of churros, though. Oh, my God. And we had Dole Whip. I loved a Dole Whip. I don't know what the fuck those things are, but your fucking turkey legs got me Dole down. Whip is I like... I need to drink more. It's like soft serve, but it's pineapple. It's delicious. So anyway, mobile ordering is really cool. Like you would just like click, 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 click. And okay, we're on our way. And then boom, you show up to window, your food's there. That's cool. And yeah, it, that I think that's that part's free. I don't know if there's a separate app or if it's part of the same app. But definitely do mobile ordering. Like we were just walking past all these people online. Like, like what are you doing with your life right now? So yeah. You like lines, huh? You're here to experience the lines? Sweet. Yeah. yeah. Definitely recommend checking out that app, at least for food ordering, if nothing else. Huh. That's All right. Cool. So that's it. That's the Fast Pass Plus at Disney. Um, if you go there, at least look into it. Do you want to have a marshmallow? Sure. Let's have a marshmallow. What is this? It's a marshmallow. It's our break music. All right. I guess we'll be right back after this marshmallow. Some new uh, glasses of tasty treats. Kick it. Games we've been playing. And more hilarity. We'll be right back.
and we are back. We have the rusty nail in hand again. Got a rusty nail in my hand. Got a rusty nail in my hand. My wife put in the fridge, so it's cold again. (laughs) God damn it. So. Not going to really get a taste of it warmed up for a patient. Exactly. We've been holding it, but only for like five minutes. Exactly. You want to kick it? Yeah, let's kick it. All right, Tim. You want to kick us off or you want me to go first? I'll go ahead and kick us off this week. First off, no video. The Hornet Pocket Knife. A custom folding knife at an affordable price. It's out of San Jose, California. Currently 25 days ago, 99 backers. Looking for 18000 US dollars. They're currently at 11229 You might be asking yourself, what's the Hornet Pocket Knife? Well, I'm going to tell you. Introducing... One of the very first pocket knives designed for the Kickstarter community with gold, the goal of delivering a premium product at an affordable price. Um, it has Statas, Stasas, what? Stasas, twenty-three knife therapy with Hornet, um, geeky gadgets, original concept. Um, 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 looks pretty cool. It's a big blade. Yep. Um, N690 blade with titanium handles. D2 blade with G10 handles. So a whole bunch of different options, guys. Um, backing levels. 65 US dollars gets you the D2 steel and black G10 handles. One Hornet with D2 blade and black G10 handles. Enjoy saving $30 from the retail price. Big granddaddy of them all is 240 The Enthusiast, all three Hornets. So you get one of the black G10, one Hornet in orange G10, and one Hornet in titanium. There's three backers at that level. Okay. 47 to go. All right. What do you got, Tim? All right. So um, it's been a while since I've talked about like a film, and this one kind of caught my attention. Okay. It is called um, Pizza Time. So, Pizza Time go, is go. It's an action comedy short. It's a mm. pizza delivery goes, driver goes to the right place at the wrong time. Stumbles in the scene of a hitman's contract killing. Been there. So, I'm going to let the director, I believe, uh, introduce it. He's driving up in a moped. Unhooking his helmet. Hi, I'm Ryan Pauly. Writer and director of a new short film called Pizza Time. Pizza Time is an action comedy short about a legendary pizza delivery driver who, upon arriving at his destination, stumbles onto the scene of a hitman's contract killing. What follows is a hilarious and visceral fight scene as we watch the driver try to make it out of the house alive and successfully deliver his pizza in the process. Yeah. It's Pizza Time. Well, that's a start, but we're going to need a lot more money than this to make a movie. That's why we're here on Kickstarter. Who are you talking to? We need the help of viewers like you to bring this awesome short film to life. Pizza Time was conceived in the nostalgic spirit of 80s action films and offers a unique blend of genres, combining the tone of a stylish action thriller with the style and comedy of a classic Jackie Chan fish-out-of-water story. So imagine dropping a regular pizza guy into the world of John Wick. Sounds pretty wild. Pizza Time stars Ben Worley as The Driver. You might know Ben from films like Plot Device or All New narrated by Patton Oswalt. Ben no. is also composing music for the film. I'm so excited to play the 
driver in pizza time, mainly because so far in my career, I never have any dialogue. And in this movie, I get one line. That's pretty great. So I hope I don't mess it up. I'm sure and I actually don't, I don't even time. know what the line is. Yeah. I need to know what that line is. And we're super excited to have Eric Jacobus on board as our fight coordinator, but also in the role of the hitman. Eric was the motion capture stuntman for characters like Kratos and Balder in 2018's Game of the Year, God of War. And has been a part of numerous award-winning yeah. action films. How can you afford this guy? Hey everybody, it's Eric Jacobus. I'm very excited to be working on Pizza Time. I can't Say, wait for you guys to see it. It's gonna come be here, awesome. boy. A delicious pizza is nothing without its so quality the ingredients. Part. Different and the ingredients that make up our crew are as quality as they come. Our production company, Maker Table, has created award-winning commercials for clients like Budweiser and Pizza Hut. And in the last few months alone, has had amazing success with the release of our short film, Monitor, and our 48-hour film project, Best Film, The Spy Who Loved Us. Our crew has worked on numerous shorts and features and are hot and ready to take on this it's ambitious like project. Value. Need more convincing? I mean, it's Check pretty good. what these guys have to say. So let me get this straight. You've made it this far in the Kickstarter video, and you still have money in your wallet. Take the money out of the wallet, put it into the computer. I don't care how you get it in there. <laughs> if you have a phone, put it in the phone. There are ways. There's routes into the phone. Listen, Ryan is amazing. I don't have to tell you this. You know this. You watch film, right? You've seen Proximity, all of his other films. No. He's incredible. Put your money in the freaking machine, because Ryan, my favorite Ryan, deserves a film. You know, now I'm not entirely sure if the money's for me or Ryan Polly, but I mean, either way, it works out. This guy's name is Ryan Connolly. Wow. Couldn't have said it better myself. Thank <laughs> you, boys. <laughs> All right, let's go ahead and stop it there. Um, he's starting up the scooter and running away. So you can, uh, there are 69 backers right now with 28 days to go. They're looking for $18,000. They are currently at 8520 which is roughly halfway there with a month to go. Um, five bucks gets you a thank you. Ten bucks gets you the score. Um, if you want just a soundtrack, twenty-five gets you the film, a pre-release digital copy. Um, Fifty get. Well, I'm just go up to the. I was gonna enamel pizza pin. That's true. Um, moving up the to the pin. top level, ten thousand dollars become the driver. In addition to all the perks and the executive producer award, you will take home the actual 1999. Honda Elite 80 scooter driven in the film by the film's protagonist. This is not a joke. We will give you the actual scooter. That's cool as fuck. I mean, it's pretty cool. It's still available if you want for $10,000. That's an expensive scooter, though, I gotta say. My wife would kill me. Well, she would. You, you spent ten grand on a scooter? And four heck? screening tickets and executive producer credits and collector's item from the film and digital downloads and a limited edition poster. Yeah, and don't forget my uh, pizza enamel pin. Can't forget that. Yep. What is your next Kickstarter? Um, born to chop. I don't really think that this even has like audio to it. We're just gonna listen to them chop away. They're not gonna chop the dog, are they? Maybe. That's a big. What is that thing? Is that kind of like a machete? Yeah, kind of. So, what is this thing? So, uh, it's an unbreakable machete. Heavyweight, hand-forged, high-quality steel, copper, chopper, not copper, authentic tie design, 100% crafted from scratch. So, if I needed to cut off some zombie heads? Perfect. Nice. What and, kind of steel do they use? Uh, hold on one second. It's from 
my favorite place in the world. Mm-hmm. Bangkok. You like to Bangkok? Nope. Like, never mind. We're not going to go there. This is a family-friendly podcast, Tim. <laughs> no. Thailand. Um, 22 days ago, I'm looking for 1,200 backers. Or, what? Yeah. They even have the backer count on here. How many are they looking for? Okay. 1,200 US dollars. They're currently at 11,141. Okay. So, well-funded. Now, back to your question. They are uh, using, let me see. Please don't say carbon steel. Why shouldn't I say carbon steel? Just don't say carbon steel. Okay, SK carbon steel. Damn it. Why? I don't like carbon steel. Why? I just don't. Why? I don't. Why? It doesn't matter. Give me an answer. Tell me more about this. No, no. We ordered it as a sheet and then cut it into the shape. So every so it's Ito, die cut. Yeah. Die cut carbon steel. Will mm. have the same weight and size. Mm. And it does not look die cut. That looks pretty fucking hand cut. Whatever. It's die cut. Um, Heated to orange heat in a charcoal and then hammered the shape size down to expand its size. Um, Using pretty, pretty ghetto hammers. That's handmade. Yep. Um, for the handle, they're using Thai solid wood called Paduku. <laughs> Paduku. Paduku. Sounds like something Ryu Honda from Street Fighter would say as he punches you. Yeah, they're using. They're attaching it with epoxy glue. Okay. Which is oh, and then drilling a hole to insert metal pins. There that's you know. good. As long that's as there's good. the pins, that's all right. Yeah. Um. All right, here we go. Uh, one dollars gets you updates. Okay. Uh, fifty-five would have got you the thirteen-inch, but that's gone. Fifty-nine gets you the thirteen-inch. Uh. So the early bird was gone. Yeah. Uh, if you want the sixteen point five, it's sixty-four. If you want two, it's one hundred and ten. One wheeled baby. One set of each, one hundred fifteen, or. Two 16.5s. What if I want the machete, like, 10-pack? So open up my coat, and there's just, like, a bristling with knives. They don't have that. What the hell? Yeah, they just have the 2-pack. Okay, what if machete, like, the character from the movie, like, needs to restock? But this is a failed team, opportunity. This is indestructible, so you'll never need to restock. restock. Yeah, but you... Well, you don't understand. Like, machete's, like, mowing through a bunch of baddies, and, like, he gets like one stuck in the skull he's got to move on come yeah, back yeah he's got later. another one well that's why he needs like 10 well don't fuck up like that all right i'm, I'm a little disappointed by kickstarter it sounds kind of cool but i'm a little disappointed yeah it's awesome carbon and steel whatever i don't know the fuck you deal with let's carbon hear about and steel let's is. hear about some guys is that what they're building the wall out of is that the reason why you don't like carbon and steel no that's i don't even know what kind of steel it is probably chinese steel because why not mexican steel no probably chinese okay some guys the new album from jonathan colton so, do, do you like 70s music at all? Depends on what type of genre we're talking about. So, there's this kind of an interesting story behind this. Like, Jonathan Colton has done, like, a lot of weird, geeky um, music. Um, he's Like, he, sold, he has a song about the Companion Cube from Portal 2. Just to kind of give you an idea of who he is. So, this is, like, a concept album. Well, maybe just let the video explain it to you. Light a candle, draw a bath, 
and get ready to sink into a tub of feelings that are as warm as a summer rain. Presenting Some Guys, a 14-song collection of the softest, most beautiful hits from the 1970s, performed by Jonathan Colton. Because some guys, some guys are different. You know what I mean. Some guys are not afraid to let their feelings show. Just listen. Puts on some natural and starts to cry on and on. Yeah. That's right. I'm mostly doing this just so Zach has to watch this video of a guy in a bathtub. You know who else gets it? The Bee Gees. So it's just a remake of like old songs? songs yeah. As close okay. to original as possible. And they're finally That's cool. all together in one you gotta read the text comprehensive collection things we do for love 10cc find any of the original artists on this amazing but album. then this is not you your record you won't find any confusing or upsetting new versions of these classic hits Baker Street instead each song has been gently, lovingly handcrafted by Jonathan Colton himself. Ones I can sing exactly in the original like key. The original recording. Alone again, Alone again naturally. naturally. Admittedly. Although honestly, some are still too high. It is literally the I really love so many songs about Colton sensitive dudes. Do. The stock footage, like he's got running behind the. Oh, the, don't who worry. Are, who are feeling sad and vulnerable when I was a kid in the 70s. Wildfire. You'll get all the songs you love to dance Those to are the only models of masculinity. Make it with you, Brett. That really made sense to me. Loud rock music scared me. It was too loud. Guys love. But I've always loved soft, pretty some songs about feelings, and I don't care who knows it. After all, because look, what is if you think masculinity <laughs> is incompatible with vulnerability and crying, then you're part of the problem. <laughs> this is guy getting his hair washed. Seriously, go get some, ther- <laughs> some therapy, dude. Sort of Therapy's artist. great, and so is crying. This is a good song. I try to do Order both now. at least Back once a week. Kickstarter. You'll receive a digital copy Especially of these days. on the day of release. Anyways, let's get the subvert also available on some CD gender norms and let's smash double the vinyl. patriarchy. And let's listen to some sad songs while we do it. Be strong, be brave, don't forget to be soft. Some guys. The amazing album from Jonathan Colton. Because sure. Some guys feel, but some guys feel better. <laughs> some guys by Jonathan Colton is a collection of covers of 70s soft rock hits that sound exactly like the originals. To order now, point your. <laughs> I hope you fucking buy this. Some guys by Jonathan. I, I'm some tempted, honestly, because it's so funny. Digital download, CD, and gorgeous double vinyl. Your copy will be sent to you on the day of You better get double vinyl, you son of a I do have a record player. Okay, so it's a concept album, like I said. He's a ri- he's just playing. Like the soft 70s, like these um, emotional soft 70s songs that he grew up with. And he's trying to replicate them as closely as possible. They sound like the originals. So I guess you could call them covers. Um, so he puts in the, in the campaign notes, why was why am I doing this? You want to know another awesome uh, 70s song? Sure. 
Uh oh. Not recognizing yet. The Bee Gees? No. Well, maybe. I don't know who actually originally sang it. It's taking a long time to get to the hook. Any day now. Well, is gonna... I was playing in the background. Okay. So I was born in the 1970s, spent a lot of that decade riding in the back of station wagons, listening to sad, soft songs on the radio. I started playing the acoustic guitar when I was a kid and spent a lot of time learning to play these songs gently and quietly in my room. Something about this kind of music that really hooked me, and looking back, I have to admit that these artists are huge influences for me that I never mentioned because I was always a little ashamed to be such a sap. But as a budding songwriter, boy, these guys were my role models. You guys were sensitive and sad, and sang well-arranged songs with pretty melodies and high falsetto voices. These last couple of years, the world has gotten pretty hard and mean, and I found myself listening to all this music again. It made me feel better. Um, so that's basically why he's doing that. Huh. So I, I think it's a fun project. I think it's kind of hilarious that he's trying to make it sound as close to the originals as possible. Yeah. Um, they sounded good, too. They really did. Um, so yeah, for 10 bucks, you get a digital download of some guys, um, which should be ready in April of 2019. 2019? Uh, uh, that's yeah. this year, man. I, I mean, we heard the songs. It sounds like they probably are already produced, honestly. Yeah. Um, 15 gets you the DVD. Or no, sorry, CD. And then 25 gets you a digital download and some guy's CD signed um, by him. And then $30 is the digital download and the vinyl. Um, which isn't bad for vinyl, honestly. No, it's really not. I don't know if there's shipping involved in that, too. Um Final Collector is digital download, um, and then he's got some other previous albums. You get those vinyls as well. The top... Oh, someone's already bought this. There's 30, oh, shit. 30 backers. Holy crap. At $387, the super-powered mystery box, a digital download of some guys, digital discography, all of Jonathan Colton's albums, um, vinyl solid state, vinyl of artificial heart, vinyl some guys, additional mystery items. How I'm much looking. was that? It's three hundred eighty-seven dollars, and wow. all thirty are gone. Hmm. Somebody must uh, thirty people want to thirty be real people. Big I mean, fans. he is. I mean, he's a very niche musician, but he does have followers, um, and he's pretty talented. Um, he's been played at PAX many, many times. For so uh, they're talking about toxic masculinity. Well, the opposite of that. Like, yeah, men, yeah, no, men, but but I but I think this song is like ran the like the late seventies, early eighties is totally toxic max masculinity. Okay, get to the part where they actually sing then, because I didn't recognize it yet. Okay, hold on, we gotta wait for this advertisement. Well, that no, the other part was like it was a soft one. Okay, the, the hook wasn't there. All right, are we there yet? Are we there yet? Yeah, hold on. I think this is like late 70s, early 80s. Kind of sounds 80s, honestly. I think it might be like early 80s. I don't know if I've heard this. Really? I mean, will I, will I know it when I hit the chorus? Maybe. You'll know when I show you the screen. Okay. Show me the screen. Hold on. Hold on, wait for the... Here we go. Oh, jeez. Hulk Hogan. Yep. Okay. That's why I didn't hear it. Like, this wasn't even playing on the radio, was it? This was a big song back then. Fuck you. That has to be 80s. Hulk Hogan is so 80s. 
Well, I mean, he might have started his career yeah. in the 70s, but he was popular in the 80s. Yeah, yeah. well, he's popular up till today, actually, surprisingly. The other guy was Dude Love, who's also wrestling, but he was based off of a 70s character. Okay. So. All right, so we've kicked it. Let's talk about games we've been playing. Tim, what have you been playing? I, I mean, play- I, I, I'll just j- piggy tail yours. Okay, I'll leave that one to last then. Um, so I've been playing some more Y2K. I should have been reviewed it. It's not Y2K. It's a YIK. It's the numerals, like Roman numerals. It's annoying. Um, That's the weird bird one. Did I ever show up yet? The weird bird one. Right? Like weird, like we had the plug in your friends' names and shit. Yeah, yeah. No, you haven't shown up yet. What the fuck? I don't know. Um, I almost wonder if like it's an optional side thing and I just missed it. Weird. Anyway, um, it's still interesting. I still am annoyed with the main character. What? I thought you liked it. I do like it, but the main character is annoying. He talks too much. Mm. Um, so yeah, I'll continue playing that. Um, I also played the. You should download this. Actually, I think you might enjoy this, and it's only a half hour. Okay. So Resident Evil Two, they've done a remaster. They've done a really good job of um, giving some quality of life improvements, tightening up the controls, making the menus better, and of course the graphics look better. I think they're using the same engine that they used for Resident Evil Seven, um, but it's in an older style game. So you're going down quarters. Like, the movement's different. It's um, over-the-shoulder third-person as opposed to first-person, like Resident Evil 7. Yeah. But it looks great. Um, There's some disturbing gore in this demo. So, I played the demo, which is free. And what's cool about this demo, it's called Resident Evil 2 One-Shot, which gives you a a 30-minute taste of Resident Evil. And it's literally 30 minutes. Like, you can get as far as you can in that 30 minutes. Um, There's actually... You can complete the demo by, you know, solving all these puzzles and getting to a certain point. But wherever you are at 30 minutes, it's over. So people have found ways around that. Like you can make a fake account on your, or not a fake account, but just a different account on your PlayStation and play it again. Um, so people are trying to do speed runs that way. Oh, they won't even let you like restart the 30 minutes. No, it's just it's done. One, one and you're done. One shot. Mm. Which is kind of, it's kind of a cool way to do demo. Um, but like I said, there's some pretty disturbing gore. Like the, you come across like this guy who's got his face like cut open and it's just, it's super gross. Been there. Um, so I wanted to play this little clip here for you, um, just to get an idea of the. You can get customized insurance. Yay ads, uh, to get an idea of like the quality of the uh, cutscenes. This is good news. We can get you to a hospital. No, no, I am not the priority here. Lieutenant, I'm not just going to leave you here. I'm giving you an order, rookie. You save yourself first. I'd come with you, but I just slow you down. Now. You'll need this. I can't take it. Stop. And don't make my mistake. If you see one of those things, uniform or not, you do not hesitate. You take it out. Or you run. Got it? Yes, sir. That's probably good. So yeah, does that remind you of any uh, TV show or anything you might be watching? A little bit of The Walking Dead. Yeah, um, I think you should play the demo. Um, I think I have to check that out. It's literally se- it's literally thirty minutes. So nice. Um, so yeah, maybe check that out. Um, I'm thinking of getting the game. Like I don't think I ever finished Resident Evil Two back when it was that original PlayStation. I know that or PS2 maybe. I, I think it might be PlayStation. It's uh, a lot of it set in a police station, so that's. Kind of cool, and it's also huh. the first time that uh, Leon, 
the main character of um, Resident Evil 4, which is definitely the most popular in the series. Like, in that one, he rescues the president's daughter. But this, in Resident Evil 2, is the first time he's introduced, and he's like a rookie cop. So that's kind of cool. Really? Yeah. So I might want to go back and play that. Uh, we'll see. Um, then I also played uh, Diablo 3, um, thanks to you for bringing it over. Yeah. So maybe I can join you guys on some Friday That'd uh, night, be sweet. guys' night. But, um, yeah, we so you started yet a third character to play along with me and my daughter. I did. And, and in, what would you say, like an hour and a half playtime? Something like that, yeah. We got up to level uh, 17, I believe. Yeah. Maybe 18, 17 or 18. 17, yeah. Um, you put us on like master level first and we were just like getting obliterated. Well, like, so the shitty part, like I didn't think about was like, we did the loot goblin dungeon, which is like, it's a not a super easy dungeon. No, that right the off last, the bat. The last boss is just a sponge. Like he took so much of our hits yeah. without even like dropping his hit. So that was all. the problem is like, if we would have went and like done like the main story on like hardcore yeah, we master, level... we would have been, been fine. <laughs> you put us in at level one master against this big big bullet sponge boss hey we almost killed him i know but like we had some kind of connection issue or something yeah you guys got like disconnected from the gameplay that i was in or something so that part's kind of hinky there's like a local multiplayer and there's online multiplayer i gave my daughter an online pass and i'm not sure i needed to because she was on the same console as me but when we were trying to develop a character for her it said online would be disabled and i was like i don't know if it's gonna work it was a little confusing set up the, setting up the match. Um, so I will say that like Nintendo really needs to figure out their server site yeah, shit. Yeah. yeah. Um, but the game ran great. Yeah. Um, it looks good. It plays well. Yeah. It's funny to me that you like it more on Switch. I, I love it more on Switch. Why, why do you think that is? Because I can take it wherever the fuck I want to go. That's true. All right. Yeah. So um, you've started your third character. Yes. You were a barbarian this time. Again. You played a demon hunter which i'm currently playing i also played a i also have a level 40 or 50 D, uh, barbarian as well cool it was hilarious my daughter like all she wanted to do was like put spikes in people's ass no well that too but she was like spending a lot of time like picking wings for a character oh yeah doing like dress up oh and, yeah she was playing dress up a lot which was hilarious yeah i just thought it was funny but hey, she had fun though she did she had to skip doing her homework to have fun she is literally skipping uh her normal thing tonight and her thing tomorrow night because she's so stressed about doing her homework. Oh my God. Because we took her to Disneyland for that week. What a nerd. So it was that week was actually a school week. Um, but that's the time that I had off of work. So what um, a nerd. She cares about her grade. Like she's like freaking out that she dropped 10 points in her math class. Cause she didn't turn in some notebook. Jesus. She should be fine once she turns in the notebook, but she's like, the teacher didn't have to drop my 10 points. I could have just give it to her later. She's like, She's really worried about her grade. It's, it's wow. adorable. I fully support her nerdiness in this area. Me too. Um, so yeah, I don't know how we got off on that about games, but do you want to say anything more about Diablo 3? Um, I I like it a lot. What what do you... What's the cycle that... Uh, I've I guess ca- I'm, I'm enjoying the story. Really? Yeah. Okay. And uh, the loot I think it's dungeon. the loot for me. Like, you, you're always getting... Loot. You're always getting new loot. So it's like the loot dungeon repeat, wash repeat. Um, do you get a lot more new attacks very often? Or? Yeah, like every level. Okay, cool. Yeah, every level you get like something new. I got new. this dash that was pretty cool all of a sudden. That made the, the game change You're playing quite Demon a Hunter? Uh-huh. So eventually you're going to get a uh, dash that you also do a somersault and you fire your arrows as you're somersaulting. Sweet. So that's pretty cool. 
Yeah, I had one attack. I didn't really know what it was doing. It was like there's a couple attacks. So like I don't. Well, like, I figured it out eventually. So basically, it drops like this little glowy thing, and then around it, there's like a like a so it's like a mine almost. Um, but it wasn't really hurting people. But then I saw it's kind of weird. Like I don't think it. it you have one that you put down on the ground, and it slows people. Yes, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Well, it didn't say that initially. Um, mm. and then it started popping up the little bubble that said slowed. But sometimes it wouldn't say that. Yeah, so I will. I will say that when you're playing with multiple people, um, things don't show on the screen, and they just expect you to know. What yeah, it was kind of weird. So like my attacks don't show up on your screen because oh. like on on my screen there'll be a giant ass sledgehammer coming down like smacking people like a mystical sledgehammer, and like on your screen it just makes like the audio effect for it. Weird. Yeah. I wonder if all versions do that or just this version. I'm not sure. Probably just this version. I'm sure they probably just cut out on that just to help with rendering on everybody's consoles. Yes, it wouldn't be slowed down. Yeah. Um, But it's a lot of fun. I really enjoy it a lot. Um, And that's all I've been playing, actually. So. You want to do game releases? No, I want to know why you're not playing another game. Um, Honestly, because I've been watching Grimm. Okay. Yeah. Cool. So. Um. Yeah, let's talk about game releases. Yeah, so. I was I I'm really itching to play some Red Dead, but uh my wife really wants to get through Grim, which is dumb because like if we power through it, then we're gonna be fucking out of shows again. So we're gonna find something else. I'm like, no, let's just like hang out for a little bit and she's like, I wanna watch Grim. I'm like, fuck. God damn it. Are you okay. playing Diablo while watching Grim? Sometimes. That's Not what... really as much. Because hmm. I actually enjoy watching Grim. Cool. So That's good. Yeah. Um game releases? Yeah. All right, these are all yours this week. Why? Because I can't pronounce half of them. That's what makes it fun. All right, Sumerico's Roach Stomping Mafia Damn works. It, you got that one right. Well, that's actually, I kind of want to play it. Can you Google that real quick? That'd be great. Okay. Uh, the Walking Dead, the final season, episode three, Broken Toys, PC. Uh, Unimusha, mm-hmm. Warlords, eShop, only Nintendo Switch. Uh, it's also coming to PC, Xbox One, PS4. Ace Combat 7 Skies Unknown, PC, Xbox One, PS4, As Divine Hearts 2, PS4, and PlayStation Vita. Uh, the Grand Tour Game, PS4, Holy Potatoes Were in Spice, PS4, Nintendo Switch, Smoke and Sacrifice, PS4, Vein, PS4, Planet Ricks 13, PS4, Vita, Nintendo Switch, Yik, or Y-I-I-K, or Y2K, a postmodern RPG, Nintendo Switch, PS4. Yep, playing that. The Shrouded Isle, Nintendo Switch. Oh, that's like a cult game, I think. Huh, that's cool. The Office Quest, Nintendo Switch. Rampage Knights, Nintendo Switch. Octahedron Transfixed Edition, Nintendo Switch. Mega Mall Story, Nintendo Switch. Gunman Clive HD Collection SS uh wait oh wait sorry Nintendo Switch Football Heroes Turbo Nintendo Switch Fairy Fencer F Advent Dark Force Goddamn Q, What the hell look for the review of from Q on buttspecial.com yep, Exactly Nintendo Switch Dying Reborn, Nintendo Switch. Crazy Strike Bowling X, Nintendo Switch. 
Travis strikes again. No more heroes. Nintendo That's Switch. the game I interviewed uh, Suda51 for. And honestly, the more I see of it, the more I'm kind of like, I don't know. Mm. Yeah. That sucks. It does. Old School Racer 2. Nintendo Switch. Mars or die. Die. Nintendo Switch. Fight of Gods. Should have been Fight of the Gods. That would be cooler. But it's coming out somewhere between January 20th and January 27th. We're not sure. Okay. And Chaos Child PC. That's what my mom used to call me. Yeah, I bet. All right, here's the trailer for the game you were interested about, All which right. is called... Uh, Roach Stomping Mafia Works. Yes. You going to play it? Yep. Trying to. It's a side-scrolling platformer. It says go! Grace of all time. She's moving really fast. Level 303 boss. Level elite. Level 60. Oh, she's bouncing. Level 150. Bouncing all over the place. She looks like a cute little witch. I think. Alright, well, well, that's that. That was, that was dumb. That reminds me, though, of this game everyone's talking about um, from last year that I should check out called Celeste. Uh-huh. I should probably check that out. It won, like, a shitload of awards. It really did. Um, So, yeah. Alright, you ready to get on and out of here? Yes. All right, guys. Don't forget to check us out at facebook.com forward slash plug and play show. Twitter, Instagram at plug and play cast. YouTube.com forward slash plug and play gamer. And until next week, don't forget to prime and shine. Fuck Nazis.